this lady has a gift inside of her, a calling of God on her to minister the word. And I'm telling you, she's going to impart something to you today that's going to be wonderful. Miss Bonnie. Oh, I tell you what, look at this podium. Now, if you're not a Holy Ghost woman of God, you can be a little intimidated by this podium thinking, but you know, this what this church is all about, anchor of faith. You know, you know, it holds us. It's the super glue that sticks us together. Amen. Amen. You know, I want to do something real quick the Lord prompt me to do. I want all pastor's wives that came today to stand. I want to acknowledge all pastor's wives. If you visit it, Okay, let's give them a round of applause. You know what? If I can walk out here, tell me your name and where you're from. I'm Debbie Stephen here in Valdosta at New Covenant Church. Praise the Lord. Anyone else? Anyone else? Okay. I'm Kendall in um, Faith Life Family Church in Warner Robins, Georgia. Amen. And I know this lady, her and her husband used to be our youth ministers years ago. You haven't changed a bit, okay? All right. I'm Christy McGee. Uh, we pastor a faith Christian center in Cairo, Georgia with my husband, Doug. Amen. And we do know Pastor Cheyenne. And I tell you what, I just want to thank the Lord for these pastor's wives because I is one. And I know what it takes to be a pastor's wife. And just want to honor you women to come out. And I just speak a special blessing upon your lives because, you know, there's a lot to go with the call, I tell you what. But God graces us to to do what we need to do. And Kendall and I were just talking, in fact, that, you know, if God did not place you in that position, he knew that you could do the job. He knew you could do the job. Amen. Well, I am Bonnie Huffman. I am blessed to be here. And I am so proud and blessed for Pastor Brian and Cheyenne and what they've done. Look what the Lord has done. Let's give the Lord a praise. He's a, he's a big God. And, you know, I was thinking in regards, I remember when they first came, and would you believe it or not, Pastor Cheyenne, she was this sweet Georgia peach. And, I mean, she talked more country than I did. And I thought, woo. This girl's from Georgia. Is she going to be able to hang out with us West Virginians? But I tell you what, she was a little shy, but she came out of her shell and has just a blessing. They worked in children's church, worked in hospitality, worked anywhere that we asked them to. And I knew what their heart was all about was servanthood, to serve people. You know, a lot of people, when we get the title as a pastor's wife, everybody thinks, wow, I, everybody says, I want, I just love to be a pastor's wife. Well, if you live with us 24-7, you might want to change your mind. Because every day is a difference of prayer. You've got to be instant and in, in season and out with situations, people, problems, people. You'd think everybody just love us. I mean, does everybody love you? How about you, Sister Christy? I mean, you think they just love us and just think we're wonderful. But there's just some of those days that they just don't always love us. You know, I had one girl, and like I said, we as women, all of you as women, we're unique. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are so unique. You are so beautiful. You're so beautiful. Then turn to your neighbor and say, you are hot. Then go touch him and go, yeah. 
Now, I'm not talking about global warming hot, you know, or menopause hot with the hot flash. We are hot with the anointing of God that abides within us. And so I'm unique, you know, what you see is what you get. And um, I'm really glad Pastor Huffman, you know, left my husband, you know, because sometimes, you know, when your husband, you know, when I minister in front of him, I'm, I'm what I am and what you see is what you get. But sometimes it's a little bit more liberating when the man goes. You know what I'm saying? And that's okay. That's okay. But, you know, I am blessed and honored to be here and looking what God has done and, and seeing all you awesome women, just knowing that God is doing awesome things. And I've got something really special just for you to, um, to start the meeting with. And Pastor Cheyenne asked me to do this. And I want to read a scripture because one of my spiritual hobbies is I love to write songs. And spiritual songs. And it's just supernatural. And the Lord gave me my first spiritual song when my little girl was three years old. And as I was yielding it and maturing in it, you know, I kind of took it lightly. But, you know, anytime God gives you, no matter what gift it is, never take it lightly. Because you either use it or lose it. The ladies that set up for this function today, that's your gifting. The beautiful arrangements, that's your gifting. Preparation of the food, that's your gifting. And if you don't practice it, you'll lose it. And what a blessing was it. Let's give it a round of applause for all those prepared that. Because wasn't it awesome when you stepped through the door, you just felt the presence of God? And things, you know, you, you think, well, it's been probably a lot of prayer and ministry. But you know what? Presentation is everything. Preparation is everything. But anyway, this scripture I'm going to start off, it says, in Colossians 3:15-16 and 17 and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the, which ye are called in one body and be ye thankful let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord and whatever you do in word or deed do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. And you know, something so special and dear to my heart is psalms and spiritual songs and hymns making melody because wasn't it awesome just worshiping the Lord and that melody came and you just get your groove on in Jesus? And I just thought, thank you for praise and worship. Thank you for music. Thank you for things that move our spirits. And so... You know, I've written many, many numerous songs. Some of them, they were just for me. Sometimes, you know, most of the time it's for our, you know, maybe sometimes I'll sing it one-on-one to a lady or maybe to a women's group. But on my 50, um, actually on my 54th birthday this past year, I got up and you always get up in the morning and you go to the mirror and just kind of checking it all out. And you're looking in the mirror and you're thinking, because you're thinking sometimes you look in the mirror, and I'm, gee, I'm really looking at myself right now in those mirrors, and that's, that's a-okay. But we look in the mirror, and we kind of think, is it going to be something different? You know, is it the same? Or, or on my birthday, I was kind of evaluating myself, saying, okay, do I need new highlights? Do I need a new color job? Do I need new makeup? Oh, do I have a few more wrinkles? What do I need to do to enhance this um, earthly body that I'm living in? And all of a sudden, out of my spirit came this song, 
and it had because you know as you get older and you, we've got a wide variety of ages here, beautiful women, but we're all in different seasons of our life, are we not? And that's okay because it's making the most of that season, making the most of who you are. So all of a sudden, when I first looked in that mirror, all of a sudden I was looking. I thought, "Ooh, man, I gotta work on this and work on this and work on this and you know work on this and." And all of a sudden, Lord said, stop it now. And he said, I'm, I'm doing a good work in you. And he said, if you yield to me, he says, I'm going to give you this song, and you're going to be able to minister to women. And I said, okay, Lord. And all of a sudden, this song rose up in my spirit. And I had the opportunity, and I'll share this later on in my message, that when I got the song, I started laughing because it started in the house. Then I'm in the car praying in the Holy Ghost, and the song just kept on getting longer and longer. I said, God, you've got a sense of humor. So I want you to stand because when you're instant, in season and out, sometimes you always don't have the background tape. I had the privilege of singing this song at the women's conference at Rama, and God just kind of opened a supernatural door. But I had a wonderful band backing me up. But today I don't have my band with me. But you're my band because anybody got some soul and rhythm? I want to see some hands raised. Okay. Nobody's allowed to be shy in this group, okay? But so when you start, you kind of have to sway to the right and the left. Can you do that? Everybody, wait a minute. Right, left, you got it? Right. All right, now can you snap? Together. Now as I'm singing this song, you get in the groove and listen to the words. This is what God gave me. And it wasn't just for me. This spiritual song is for women all like you in your season of life. So you ready? Say, I'm ready. Oh, yeah. I got to hear you. Looking in the mirror, what do I see? A purpose-driven woman with potentiality. I'm a Proverbs 31 woman. A God in my price is far above a ruby rock. I got a job to do and I got to do it well. I've got a mandate from heaven above and the list is long to tell. I've been working in the morning and the noon and the night. The hours are long and the benefit is right. I'm a princess warrior. God's number one. I'm going to work all day till the job gets done. Can I hear an amen? Oh, yeah. I'm a wife. I'm a mother. I'm a granny, too. When you add it up, it's two plus two. I'm a reproducing after my own kind. I'm God's original makeup line. I'm loving my husband, training my kids. I'm praising my God is where my joy begins. I'm a Proverbs 31 woman of God, and my price is far above a Ruby Rock. Say yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm having too much fun. Okay. This is this is for real. Ready. Strength and honor is what I wear. 
Holy Spirit is how I prepare. The law of kindness is in my mouth. And anything else is going to have to go south. I'm feeding the hungry, closing the poor. I'm working in the gym. I'm working on my core. I'm internet texting Facebook too. I communicate the gospel. It's what I do. I'm a Proverbs 31 woman of God. And my price is far above a Ruby Rock. I want to hear you women say that. I'm a Proverbs 31 woman of God and my price is far above a Ruby Rock. Now listen to this. I'm sowing. I'm reaping. I'm buying. I'm keeping. If the stock market's up or the market's down, makes no difference to me. I'm wearing God's crown. I'm walking by faith and not by sight. Because the battle is the Lord. Because I've won this fight. Get thee behind me, Satan. You've lost. It's because of Jesus, the blood and the cross. Now everybody go, Whew. The day is done. Where's the snapping? The day is done. I have finally won. My honey said, honey, you're my number one. God says, daughter, you have done your best. You have excelled above all the rest. Because I was looking in the mirror. And what do I see? A purpose-driven woman with potentiality. I'm a Proverbs 31 woman. A God and my price is far above a ruby rock. Now turn to your neighbor and say, I'm a Proverbs 31 woman of God, and my price is far above a ruby rock. Say, yeah! Yeah. Woo! Now, is that not way too much fun? Now, can you see me driving down the road? And I got my groove going on. And the shoulders? Oh, it's just awesome. It's just like God is just out of the park. He's just amazing. He is the God that's more than enough. You know, in the title of my message, Shining with Purpose. Shining with Purpose. And, you know, we're to shine with purpose. And when God gave me that song, I thought, I had a totally, total different outlook because, you know, you go from, you know, I started as a pastor's wife when I was 23 years old. Now, almost 30, it'll be 30 Two years being a pastor's wife this coming March, so I'll be 55, going, gosh. You know, so you, you, you have to have the attitude saying the best is yet to come. No looking back. I'm pressing on to the high calling of God through Christ Jesus, knowing that God's going to use me, my gifts, my talents, you know, no matter how interesting or out of, you know, out of the box they may be, because each one of you, have, you know, just interesting gifts and talents. And some of them are using it, but some of you have not even tapped into it yet due to the fact, well, what's people going to think? Can I really do it? And little, would you ever think, you know, I would be up here, you know, singing my off-the-wall songs? But you know what? It's what we need in this day and time. We need people such as you and me to go above the norm, above the call of duty, to get the job done. Why? Because women like you and me, we need that. I need women to speak into me. And you need women to speak into you, the pastor's wife, the women, the leaders. Those 
that God wants to use in this day and time. And it's so exciting because, you know, I'm just honored to be doing what God's doing in this day and time and just being a part of it. You know, I, don't, I could care less if I'm on um, CNN or Fox or NSNBC or any of the news, you know, because it's always bad news. But you know what? God's going to use me because I am the good news. You know, now did you not? Because you know what's so cool about that song? It says, um, you know, teaching, because that song was teaching you, but it was admonishing you. And a psalm and hymn and spiritual song, making grace a melody in your heart. You know, in a spiritual song, it was prophetic, and it spoke a word of rhema. It wasn't just something, you know, we're not up here just to be fun, which it can be fun. But I'm up here to speak to your spirit, to bring forth an impartation that when you leave this building, your life will be changed. That you will have a different attitude to bring you up to another level of how you see yourself. Because perception is everything. Because when looking in the mirror, if I saw someone that, man, you can't do this. Who's going to want to hear you? Or you can't be the best wife. Or you can't be the best mother. Or you can't be whatever, the co-worker. Or the best cook. Or hospitality ministry. How God, how's God going to use me? You know what? We've got to stretch ourselves and expand ourselves. And there's always a risk. There's always a risk. But you know what? There's never been a risk. Now, there's times have I fallen down, but you know what? I got right back up again. I thought, who cares? Who cares? Turn to your neighbor and say, who cares? You know, and I want to share a little bit, shine with purpose. And um, I'm not really the teacher. I'm an exhorter and an encourager. I love to encourage people and say, I'll be your cheerleader. You can do this. If I can do it, God's no respecter of persons. And, you know, I'm thinking over here in regards, when I start my day, I start over here in Ephesians 2, 6, that I am seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus far above. You know, you need to speak that and, and read that word. Say, I am seated far above all the problems, all the challenges. Because let me tell you what. If you don't take that position spiritually, the enemy is out there to pull you down in every form of faith. You can leave these doors and be built up and all excited and say, I can do this. And as soon as you get home or you answer your cell phone, sometimes I just want to shut off the phone because, you know, you don't want to talk to everybody. You have, in my position as pastor's wife, you have to talk just about to everybody. But there's always a demand. There's always a need. But you know what? It's not about me. It's about the greater one within me. And when I say I'm seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, far above, what is it far above? Any challenge or problem? Because the God that's more than enough is going to meet any situation that I'm confronted. And you know what? I, I, I speak out Psalm 118.24. What? This is the day the Lord has made. And let me tell you what He's made it for. He's made it. Just for me. And I will rejoice. I will be, and be glad. No matter, because, you know, we can start our day just feeling really good and feeling just, you know, you get up, you're looking in the mirror. You know, I'm going to have a purposeful day. And you take your shower and you get your hair done and you get your makeup. You know, us girls have to work hard looking good. You know, I can put the spiritual, but you know, 
My husband likes the makeup and all that kind of stuff and the fragrance. You just do what you got to do. And sometimes it seems like the older you get, the more you got to do, but that's okay. You know, you know, I said working in the gym, working on the core, work, I thought, man, this is work. But you know what? There is work as a Christian woman of God. But God honors it. And then you've got to embrace who you are and embrace the truth that God wants to bring forth and shine forth that. And it's exciting because I thought, you know what? After I get all ready and I'm thinking, look, I thought, you know, it's worth it all. He's looking at his sweetie. He goes, you know, now he loves me just, you know, when he first met me, there was no makeup and there was nothing until Mary Kay came. And then I got changed by the glory of Mary Kay. Been there, done that? That's okay. But you know what? I do that to be presentable for the Lord and for my husband. And it's not a have to, it's a get to. It's a want to. You know, and I want us to, um, in Isaiah 61.3, it says, Give unto them the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that the Lord might be glorified. And you know what? It says, given, you know, it's something that you give. And you know, I call it the great exchange. Because when there's a spirit, how many had a real spirit of heaviness? I mean, that was that cloak in the fact that you felt so heavy and burdened down with the cares and, and the challenges and the situation, whether it was a personal battle, whether it was a challenge in regards of your marriage, there was a challenge in regards of your children, a job situation, but you were burdened down with the spirit of heaviness. But it says, the garment of praise but it's the great exchange for the spirit of heaviness. That the Lord might be glorified. We want to glorify God in everything that we do and we say. And you know, and, you know it's, it's a decision you make. It's a concrete decision that we make that great exchange. And I, my natural person, I'm a natural praiser and I'm a very upbeat, just, you know, optimi- op- optimistic person. I, I love to see the good in the situation and to... If there's a problem, I can make it better. And I think we, especially women in the ministry or those in leadership, you know, we are fix-it people. I can fix this. Or, you know, I can, you know, I can fix it or I can fix you or I can correct it, whatever it takes. I can, you know, straighten out that crooked line. And I never had one of my first challenges I had a few years ago, you know, dealing with the fact of my season um, a lady came with me right before church, you know, and it's the love walk. A lady came up to me, real sweet lady, and um, but very opinionated. You know, you got you got the women. You know, we've got those that are opinionated. We got those that are kind of quiet, kind of those that might get on your nerves. You know, but you love them all. And is it true? You know, somebody might get on your nerves, but you love them because God loves them and wants to use them. Well, a lady came up to me and she goes. Oh, Miss Bonnie, I've got to talk to you. She said, and it was 10 minutes before service. I said, sure. She said, well, listen, what kind of makeup do you use? And I said, well, I use thus and so. She said, well, I've noticed you've gotten some more fine lines around your eyes. I kid you not. You know, and I was feeling pretty good. I had my cute outfit on, had my praise going on, prayed up, ready to go. And she's noticing fine lines on my face. Hello? And she said, um, I wanted to let you know you could try this new makeup and it could possibly help you. Really? Wow. So, <coughs> so anyway, 
I said, well, you know, I appreciate it, but I said, um, I'm really okay with what I got. She said, well, you really need it. So she was getting in, you know, I really think you need it. So then, you know, you've heard of um, righteous indignation and um, be angry and sin not. It was that time. It was my suddenly and her suddenly. Because then it was about five minutes till church time. And I said, listen, honey, I don't know where you're coming from, but I am secure in myself because I'm secure in God. And if it don't bother me, it certainly don't need to bother you. So you need to get over it. Turn to your neighbor and say, get over it. You know, and sometimes you just got to say, you know, even to yourself. You can't, you know, and there's some women, and she just kind of looked at me like, well, I didn't mean, honey, I didn't, it doesn't matter what you meant or anything like that. There's a time for everything. But I said, I'm, I said, listen, I say this with all sincerity. I am secure in myself because I know who I am in Christ. And all of a sudden, I think she realized, wait a minute, I have overstepped. And, you know, did she really ever apologize? No, because I didn't, I, I didn't need her apology because I knew who I was. I walk the level, but sometimes there is tough love. Because there will be some people, and the enemy will use sincere people, sincere meaning people, to kind of mess around with your parade and your glory day. Because every day ought to be a glory day. Because when it's the day the Lord has made, you ought to be feeling good. I don't care what happens. And, you know, because immediately I wanted to go in the bathroom and kind of like, oh, my gosh, you know, your natural man will go, do I need to go look in that mirror? I thought, and you know, and I'd already written this song too. So you think, you know, but my mind thought, and then I thought, I'm just going to put on, I'm just, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to laugh at destruction and famine and foolishness because what that was was foolishness. I'm going to laugh. And I just went, ha, 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 I'm looking good. I'm looking in the mirror and just reflecting. I'm just kind of, you know, because I went back in my office and I just thought, devil, you're such a liar. I said, because the devil will even play on the, you know, the woman that you would think would be the most spiritual, the pastor's wife. Even she can have one of those days that someone can rain on it or just try to pull you down. But, you know, I shall not be moved. Turn to you and say, I shall not be moved. You know, and... Listen to this, Proverbs 20, 27, talking about shining with purpose. Shining. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inner parts of the belly. And you know what? It's the inspiration of God that gives us our understanding, that enlightens us. But you know, the way we stay inspired is by we stay connected because within me, something wants to be turned on constantly. And it's not one of these, you know, um, green-friendly bulbs, okay? I'm going to be enlightened with God to the fullness. That when you see me, you see Jesus. There's nothing room, there's not room for anything else. Doubt and unbelief. Insecurities. Problems. Not to say that they're not real and they're not there to confront us. But I'm going to have a word in season, and the devil's not going to get me down or get you down. Because the best is yet to come. And my purpose is to shine in every aspect, you know, of my life. And, you know, one of the first things we have to do is constantly 
In Matthew 6.30, is seeking the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. You know, if you ask your, yourself the questions, how do we seek the kingdom of God? It's preparation. Preparation, I said, of what you speak in the morning. How you perceive, you know, who you are in Christ. The time, you know, I, I, I see, you know, if there's young mothers here, is any young moms here? Young moms, yeah, several young moms. You know, my and my age and some ladies in, in, in the 50s will have more time, unless we are watching the grandkids. <laughs> Hello. We're going to have more time to spend time in prayer and the Word. And I had to just share this with my daughter, you know, because she was a little overwhelmed. I don't have the time to spend in the Word and prayer. And I said, you know what? God understands that. You know, He just wants... In the fact, you know, of it's, it's in regards of what you do with your time. And if that five minutes or that 15 minutes of prayer and praise and just spending some time in the Word, then God will honor that. But on the other hand, if I've got more time, then God expects more from me. When much is given, much is required. And so I hold with high esteem and high honor my position not just as a, as a wife, a mother, a woman of God, a nana. I'm nana. He's papa. But I hold it in high esteem in the fact that God expects for, more of me. And, and each one of you, you find your position. And, and, it's, and I don't call it, you know, I say this with caution, a comfort zone. In the fact, be comfortable who you are. Knowing that you're always striving, you're always pressing, you're always doing more. Because right now, those young mothers, your kids need you. When I was a young pastor's wife and had young children, let me tell you what I did. What I did, I was kind of more of the woman behind the scenes. I would help in the forefront, but the most time, Lord said, you sow yourself into your children. Because one day there'll be a mighty man and woman of God. I have a son, Joshua, who um, will be 31 and Anna will be 28. We didn't call them in the ministry. God did. My position as a mother was to prepare them, nurture them, be there for them. And I have no regrets. I can look back. I go, look. I said, God, look what me and you and their dad did. Because they're serving you and they love you. And when there were other women saying, well, Bonnie, you need to be up in the forefront. You need to be on the podium. You need to be doing this. Because they were telling me what they thought to feed their little ego. And, you know, you need to be this. You're shallow. I was told one time I was shallow because I decided to be more in the background with my children to sow myself. And I thought, Lord, I'm not shallow. They're shallow. Because they're not seeing the big picture. And those very people that said I was shallow, now that their kids are grown, they're off someone doing something that's not what God had planned for their life. But my kids are serving God. And that's shining with purpose. Because it wasn't just me shining, but my legacy was to shine. Isn't that awesome? And the fact of the impartation, and, and, and I say this with such seriousness, because you never make light of it. Each time that there's an impartation, I take it seriously. And my daughter will continue to thank me. She said, Mom, thank you for being there. 
even in the little things, the big things, no matter what. And um, I did work at the church part-time, but I was always there for the important things in their life, which reflects on what they're doing now. And I tell you, young mothers, in the fact, be balanced in your life. Be balanced in your life. And God will honor that. You know, I want you to turn over in 1 Corinthians 2, 9. Because, you know, sometimes we look in our life, God, what do you have for me? Because it's almost, you think of things, and you think of neat ideas and things that God wants you to do, and it's almost unconceivable what you think could happen. And it says in 1 Corinthians 2, 9, it says, No eye has seen nor ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared those that love him. But have you ever seen God do something for you that was just like, I couldn't have done this, but God did this for me just because he loves me. That's how precious you are to God. He would do something, you know, so supernatural. And each other, if I could ask you, you could probably think, of, well, he did this. Or even, even going to the mall and say, you know, I really like that outfit. If it would just go 34, 30% more on sale, 40 or 50, and you'd go back, he held it just for you. Or the shoes. Or the jewelry, or anything, you know, you know, I even think there's things natural he does, but things spiritual, things between your marriage to enhance it, things in regards of relationship, you and your calling and your position as a woman. You know, I know with this song, here I'm getting this song, and I get, I get a lot of songs, and like sometimes they're just for me, and sometimes they're just, you know, for a group of ladies and to exhort them. And here, Pastor Darrell and I give the testimony and says that when we see things so unconceivable, how could this happen? Pastor Darrell and I last May went on a marriage seminar that we did in Mexico City for um, um, Pastor um, Rhonda Rogers. What's her husband's name? Tim. Tim and Rhonda Rogers. Well, they took us out on a boat, and we're doing a marriage seminar. And so we're wrapped up in towels on the boat. Just She goes, well, what are your, some of your hobbies? So we're talking girl talk. I said, well, I like to write songs. She said, well, sing me a song. So we're jamming on the boat. Rock the boat, baby. Rock the boat, okay? And I sang my problem. One of my, I sang several songs, but she goes, oh, my gosh, I love that song. She said, I'm one of the main Friday morning speakers at the uh, Kindle the Flame Women's Conference. I want you to sing that song. I'm going... You're kidding. But see, he'll exalt you in due time. I was, that was my little suddenly, let me tell you. And I thought, Lord, you're so precious. How much, you know, he loves us to do things like that. I said, well, you really get, need to get Lynette Hagen's permission first before, you know, you put me on the, on the marquee to sing that song. But within the month, it all came together. And I said, God, that was just something for me to let me know how much he loves me. He loves Bonnie. He loves Pastor Cheyenne. He loves each one of you so uniquely, so special in the fact that he's done so many wonderful things. And sometimes, you know, we've got to remind ourselves, yeah, God, you did this. You did this. And yet you did that for me. And he's always wanting to show us how much he loves us. He's constantly wooing you and loving you. And wanting to show you how much he loves you. And when he shows that, does that not make us shine in our purpose? 
I know it does for me. I mean, I show it off proudly in the fact, because my testimony, each one of us could, could share a little, probably our testimony with closets in the skeleton, you know, skeletons in the closet of regards of things that, you know, you're not necessarily proud of or things that have happened. And my skeleton was the fact that I had a lot of insecurities. I grew up with alcoholic parents. And I thought I could never measure up because I felt the sense of rejection, felt the sense of the, no purpose, that what could I do because of what they did and what I went through that um, abuse for years. And it wasn't just me. It was five of my, you know, five, it's five girls in our family. And so I rose above the occasion that when I found who I was in Christ, I thought, well, who's she? And when I looked into the perfect law of liberty, I thought, girl, you know what? You are looking so fine. You are looking good. Because you're clothed in the glory of God. You are clothed in His image, created for His purpose, His plan, His desire. And that He, you know, Philippians 1, 6, that He that's begun a good work in me will perfect it, develop in the day of Jesus Christ. A good work is a continual work. Say continual work. It's a continual work, never stopping. It said, he that's begun, because your good work might start today, or it might have started last year, or it might have been years ago, but it says, he that's begun a good work in you will develop it, perfect it. And you know, you ever, if you've, you developed a picture, you saw it before it was developed, and it wasn't quite so clear. But as they were developing, you saw this beautiful person that God created. This beautiful work. But see, what determines it, it's what you determine each day you're going to do for the Lord. And so I'm not talking about getting into works. I'm talking about being a doer in every aspect of your life. When I get ready, hey, when I put my makeup on, I put it on the glory of God. Because I know it's going to be making me look better. When I put my clothes on, I do it in presentation that I look in decent and order for the glory of God. When I walk in a room, I do it with a security and knowing in the fact who I am. It's not the girl that grew up with alcoholic parents, but it's the woman of God knowing who she is in Christ. A pastor's wife, a mother, a success. Just like each one of you. Your success is determined of how you approach things. And like I said, I'm here to encourage you saying, keep the job up. And if it's not, you can, you can start right now. Today is a day of salvation. Today is a day of your new beginning. Today is a day of wholeness and clarity of thought. You know, there might be some of you in the fact when you woke up this morning, you know, you think, well, I wasn't like um, Bonnie Huffman, you know, because I had purpose. But you woke up and you thought, well, what am I going to do about my marriage? I've got problems in my marriage. What am I going to do about my children? There's problems with my children. Well, you know, I didn't say there's no cares in my life or things that there's challenges, but I choose to, to, to listen to God's word over to what the enemy says. Because when I get back home, there's a whole big list of challenges I have, counseling appointments, people thinking I've got all the answers. I don't have all the answers, but God is, and I'm going to be that vessel that glorious vessel to speak a word in season to these people. Even if they tell me I have lines on my face. And you know that particular woman, 
God has done a marvelous work, and she's a vital part of our church, and I love her. You know, she was just having one of those days. Did you ever have just one of those days? Did you ever say something you wish you hadn't said? I had. We've been there. I'm not going to set myself above her. But I will say this is the repeated offender that gets in trouble. Yeah. You know, you know, she kept on doing it. She'd be coming to the principal's office, and that's my office. You know, I don't have any problem with dealing with that. You know, like I said, I walk the love walk. I'm mercy for ten miles. But after that, you're mine. You know, but God placed me in that position for correction. You know, we have to correct in, in leadership position. Just like in your home with your children. Train up a child in the way he or she go, and when they are old, they won't depart of it. What's training? When you got a church, you got a whole house full of kids. With all kinds of different personalities, mood swings, you know, attitudes and everything like that. And God loves us all. Isn't that awesome? He loves us all in regards, no matter where we're at. And, you know, I want us to realize, listen to this. I challenge you, live out of your imagination rather than your past. Did you ever hear a child and they talk about, just say, you know, they have this wild imagination about thus and this this is going on or how they create something. And, and some of it's a little fabricated, but it's just a fun imagination. You thought, wow, that's a little far-fetched, but it's fun. We know our Heavenly Father. I tell you what, I didn't have any relationship with my earthly father. But, and I had insecurities, which I got healed up. But I have such an awesome relationship with my Heavenly Father. It's, it's just amazing. I mean, He does little things just for me because I'm His little girl. Every day. Little things that I just need to hear, whether it's just, I love you, Bonnie. Because a little girl always wants to sit on her daddy's lap. We do. We want to sit on daddy's lap and he just hold us and say, everything's here. I'm going to take care of you. I've got provision. But I never had that privilege. So for years, I thought I was lost. And, and then, but see, I was lost, but then he, you know, we found each other. And then when that revelation of who I was, and it wasn't, you know, once I became a born-again Christian, did it come all at once? No. Progressive knowledge. It was progressive. But the more I pressed in, because, see, you know, you wouldn't have much of a relationship with your children unless you pressed in and they pressed in to know them when they need something, when they're hungry, clothing. And you know, what does a parent really want? Mommy and Daddy, I just love you and appreciate you and I honor you. Is that all we want from our children? You don't have to even go buy me anything. Just honor me and love me. And that's what my Heavenly Father said. Because I always felt I was less than because I didn't do, I thought I didn't do good enough. When, and my father died at an untimely age due to things that he had done to himself. And I never knew him because he rejected and he was deceived. And then I lived another umpteen years with my mother being deceived and alcoholism. But let me tell you something. I utilize this a lot when I speak to women because I find there's a lot of women in the fact, maybe not in my situation, 
but maybe have similarities that they can understand where I'm coming from. And knowing that God can heal you no matter what the situation. And I can stand here proudly and boldly and say, I'm a child of God. I'm his daughter. I'm not my own. I was bought with a price. And so I glorify God within my body. And it's awesome. I mean, you see it in me, don't you? Because it's real. It's tangible. And I see it in you even when you were praising the Lord. I heard this one little young lady right here. I could hear her say, Jesus, when she was saying, Jesus. Man, I said, I loved how she sang Jesus. She sounded like she loved Jesus. Do you love Jesus? Yes. I was listening to you. Oh, yeah. And I thought, man, I love how she sings Jesus. People are listening. People are watching. You know, I wrote a song recently about living in a glass house. And I was just thought it was something for me. And I kind of put it on the shelf. I thought, why am I writing this song? I'm just, you know, find the, the purpose in it. And when I went to the Kindle of the Flame conference, the Lord said, just put it on the shelf, I'll show you. And the last night when Lynette spoke, her last word in the last ten minutes of her speaking was, after the communion service was, I want to tell you ladies something. We all live in a glass house. And people are always watching you. And I thought, wow. And people are always watching us as women of God, Christian women of God. What are they going to do next? How are they going to do with this situation? Because, see, there's some people want to see you succeed, but there's some people want to see you fall. Oh, gosh, isn't that sad? But it's true. And so I just keep my joy inspired because I'm not going to be moved. I shall not be moved. In any situation, in any season of my life, because I'm going to embrace who I am. Isn't that awesome? Embrace. You know, I bragged about Cindy. We sewed Cindy. Cindy was my secretary, so that was a big sacrifice for coming here. Was I happy that when her, Brian and Cheyenne were coming here, um, I was, I shed some tears and had a little attitude like, um, you're leaving me? Who do you think you are? Alright. Well. But, we had to let them go, but see, Cindy is part of our church that for 13, the first 13 years, she was not married. She came to every bridal shower and sewed herself into it, helped, worked in hospitality, worked at the church, and sewed herself. And she goes, I'm going to every bridal shower because one day my, I'm going to be having a bridal shower and you're going to be giving it for me. Okay? And that's a woman with a purpose. And she was looking for her man of God. And I thought, she has a no-quit attitude. And lo and behold, after 13 years, Brother Kirk came into her life. I gave her her, um, I gave her, her bridal shower. And then I, um, was, I organized her wedding. You know, I was her wedding organizer. And I thought, what a privilege. But see, you know, I use a simple situation because... She was steadfast, unmovable, rooted, grounded in love, and was going to say, I'm not going to, ha- I have a no quit attitude, whatever it takes. And she was, she was a dog after a piece of meat, let me tell you. Because when the single guys were coming in, they, she did it in the proper order. But it's like when that, when that single guy come in, she's checking him out. She goes, Hey, you find me, I find you, we got a good thing going. But see, you have to have that attitude of anything. 
You really do. And say, can I hear amen, Cindy? Amen? Yeah. But you know, you have to go after what you want in life. Whether it's your man of God, whether it's your position in place, whether it's for, you know, if you're believing God for a good marriage, you go after it. Not in fear, but in absolute knowing, you know, I'm going to be the best wife there is. You know, um, I say this now that I'm 50s, I'm, you know, I'm in my 50s, I'm still, I'm going to be fit, I'm going to be having fun, and I'm still going to be flirting with my husband, you know. And you do whatever it takes. You know, if you're believing God for a job, you know, you do whatever the crisis demands. Whatever the crisis demands in your situation. Because place and position and pursuing is everything. And desire. How bad do you really want it? You know, to shine forth God's glory in your life. It, I mean, it's awesome. It's just awesome. Because I look how God has, has taken this little farm girl. I was, you know, I was a farm girl and I used to work in the barn. I used to shovel cow manure. Can you believe it? And, um, I did some crazy things. Cheyenne and I could share notes about our farm days. And we won't get, go into too much or it kind of gets stinky. You know what I mean? But that's okay. But you know, what is the distraction? You know, I want us to turn over to Luke 10 and we're going to be closing with this because I want you to have your HGTV moment. What's HGTV? Who likes HGTV? I love HGTV. You know, when all this other junk is on television, you know, I was watching HDTV, probably I like Divine Design and a lot of those. Woo! Anyway, and I thought, HGTV, how God talks vision. So just remember that, how God talks vision. And I was watching it, and I thought, you know what? When you watch HGTV, no one ever gets killed. There's always, you know, a problem maybe in the beginning and, but they're starting from a clear, you know, sometimes in regards of there's that homes, building homes when he's developing a wreck and then he makes it into a beautiful home. But there's always something that good happens at the end. So I told my husband, I said, I'll watch Christian TV and I'll watch HGTV and that's just about where it's at. Because there's always a good ending on HGTV. You know what? I'm not going to be crying. I'm not going to be sad. I won't be you know, um, feeling insult or anything like that. But so, you know, you think how God talks about it. And each one of us, you know, when you look in a room, they tell you there's a focal point in that room that you build from that, whether it's a rug or a picture or whatever. But you build from that focal point and you build to build the room around that. Well, look what God has to deal with us. He's got a main focal right as us, a beautiful palette that he can paint. From the top of your head to the tips of your toes. Oh, yeah, I've got some paint and hairspray, you know, and I'm a little bit chemically dependent with hairspray and color and all that. And that's okay. I like all that stuff. Do we love that stuff? Yes. It works. It enhances. But what's painting on the inside? I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things passed away. All things become new. You know, that's a revelation that we need to just take it home, you know. And we can't be distracted. You you look over in Luke um, 10, and we can't have the Martha syndrome. 
And don't be distracted because a lot of times while we're painting this spiritual picture within us, we get distracted and led astray by situations or, or, you know, sometimes you can wake up and you think, well, I'm depressed. And you have no, you ever wake up and say, I'm depressed? I don't even know why I'm depressed. You have, and you wake up, you know, where it's hormones or whatever. I've, you know, I'm going through, um, menopause and it's not always fun, but I thought, you know, I'm just going to laugh at this, at destruction and famine. Mood swings, insults, whatever, whatever, I'm going to laugh and I'm going to have the joy of the Lord. And, and that's, that's, that's the attitude. But I can't be easily distracted because all of a sudden I'll start looking more at me than what God's trying to do through me when there's people that need me. You know, there's people that need you. They need your love. They need your smile. They need your hug. They need your gifts, your talents. You know, how many of you work... At a workplace, they're your workers, at, you know, you have a job. Many ladies, do they need you at your workplace? Nod your head. Do they, do, do they see you as valuable? Probably not. All right, we won't go there. That's a whole other session. But, but do you see your value there? Oh, that means it all right there. Do you see your value there in your workplace? Because when you're doing it to the glory of God, with the character of God, because there's a lot of workplaces you can go to and you can't preach it, you can't say but so much because they'll tell you not to because you're there to do job from 8 to 5 or whatever your time schedule or frame is. But let me tell you who the ultimate, because, you know, now the man behind the desk is the, prop, the appropriate authority in that job-related situation. But the man behind the spiritual desk is the main authority. And he's watching you 24-7. And when you're doing that to his glory, you know what? I do know this. You are depositing in your heavenly check. You're making a deposit everything you do to the glory of God. A lot of people don't see that in the fact why it's a job. No, it's not a job. Yes, you're getting a means of finances to make ends meet, to pay your bills, etc. But everything is to His glory. What do you ever do in word or deed? That's your deed. That's part of your livelihood. Something you're doing for the glory of God. But also, in Luke 10, it says, Martha was trying to work it out in her own wisdom, in her own strength. Did you ever try to do it in your own wisdom and strength? Because... You know, each one of you look very intelligent and smart. Each one of you look like you have a high IQ in here. Uh, raise your hand. Don't be too humble pie here. Uh, but you know what? Sometimes we do it. And I've been there. I've tried to do it, you know, because if you've got a little natural charisma and just some personality there, you know, you can pretend only so long. I only can pretend so long, but if I don't do it in the strength of the Lord and let him impart into me, all of a sudden I run out of gas. But listen to this in regards. It says, she was trying to do it in her own wisdom and strength, but Mary, her sister, sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. And you know what? We have to position ourselves that we can't be distracted. We can't have our own to-do list. You know, we have a to-do list. I mean, I write, I'm a list maker because sometimes, you know, I'll get a little attention deficit sometime and I'll go, I've got to make this list. And all of a sudden, 
I notice I should have put prayer on the top of that. Because it's not going to be anointed unless God is placed, His Lordship is placed in that if I'm not seated in heavenly places Christ Jesus, I'm not going to shine in my purpose even if it's cleaning a bathroom. Hello? But listen to this. It said, what did Jesus tell Martha when she began to complain? Because she was saying, wait a minute, Mary. You need to be coming and helping me. You know, we're serving the King of Kings here. But you know what? He was speaking. And if you, every time have you been in a situation, God was trying to talk to you, and you were too busy doing something else, and you missed the whole thing, the whole purpose of it. I've done it, and I've repented. You know, when it, it, it's just being quick to repent and getting right back on the right track. And all of a sudden, it says, he says, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. I love that. One thing is needed. Mary has chosen the better, and it will not be taken away from her. Isn't that awesome? Because when you receive the word of the Lord, whether it's here in church, whether it's home, any situation, God can, he can speak at the workplace. He has spoken me to the car. So many places. That's what I love. The spirit realm knows no distance. He's constantly wooing us, embracing us. And we get so caught up that we forget to listen. And he's wooing. He said, Bonnie, listen. And all of a sudden, what is really needed in that, that, that deposit he wants to make into my spirit. Because, see, that's the revelation knowledge that's going to get me through the day. You know, so many times I'm thinking ahead of the week or the month, and I'm just trying to, I need to deal with just what's going on today. Because what I choose and do what's right today will plan my tomorrow. Because, see, if I mess up today, we all messed up, we ask forgiveness. But if I plan what's right today, my tomorrow, I won't be fixing up where I messed up today. Is that not so true? And as I said, when much is given, much is required. And what is needed right now? And in closing, I, I got two more pages of notes, but you know you got to know when to quit. Know when to hold them and know when to fold them. And I'm folding it right now. Let's stand. It's God working in you both the will to do of His good pleasure. Working you, your purpose, your, you know, enlightening you in every aspect of your life. It, it's just so awesome that if I put forth anything in the fact what God has done for me in your situation might be ten times. So it doesn't, you know, I never compare notes well, you know, my situation. Everybody, you know, God looks at everybody just significantly and on a, in regards of where you're at. And he adds the increase. And he corrects it and he perfects it. And he fills that void. You know, in, in, in each one of you, if there's a void, God can fill it with his love and his mercy. And embracing what God wants you to have in your life as a woman of God. So much, you know, I think some of us, we've just barely tapped to what God wants us to do. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard. You know, we haven't really... I'm thinking, you know, well, boy, I've done a lot and I've lived a lot in my f- almost 55 years of life. I'm not slowing down. I'm go- I mean, I'm going after it. 
I am going after for the goal. Because you know what? That goal brings me close to God. One day I'll be meeting my master, my father, face to face. And he'll be saying, well done, thou good and faithful service. Enter into the joy of the Lord. I think about that all the time. You know, but I got a lot of, I got a lot of work to do till that time because I'm going to live a long life. And so are you. What are you going to do between then? Let's close our eyes and lift our hands. Oh, we praise you, Father.